have my top 10 of the decade and the mm. top 10 of 2019. Top 10 of the decade is probably going to change like 16,000 times. <laughs> but the top... Ooh, yep, there you go. I got to change something. I got to take something off. Let's do it. Let's do it on the fly while we do the podcast. We'll do it live. We're, you know what? Screw it. We'll do it live. All right? We'll do it live. That's what we should start we'll this up. <laughs> we should start this episode like that. Uh, like, all right, yeah, I got to change something off this. You know what? We'll, F it. We'll do it live. We'll <laughs> do it live. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I keep it. I'm keeping all that. I'm not even, I'm even editing that out. But it's basically, I went on Wikipedia and the section games by year. Yeah. And I was just scrolling through every every oh, game many, for, for games. every year. But I think it's like sometimes you would scroll past something that you you, you know but you forgot about it because it was ten years ago. You forget about it or, or eight years yeah, ago. You forget uh, about it and that, go ahead. Look at that list. Eight hundred and twelve in two thousand ten. <sighs> Eight hundred and twelve pages, I mean. And each page Oh nah. Nah, when I was looking at it <laughs> it wasn't that but it wasn't like that. Is it, it literally was like I think for each year it was probably two to four pages on Wikipedia. I don't know a word because how do you want you looking right at now. it at? It says category two thousand ten video games, right? And then when you come so that at the top of the years two thousand five to two thousand fifteen, but the, the like the further you go to the right, the more years just pop up. But then when you yeah. hear it, they have them sorted out by alphabetical order. So zero to nine first, and then all the A's, then all the B's. Yeah, that's how it C's, was. All the D's. Yeah, and yeah see, 2010. And then you could, but the way it's sort out the pages is by alphabetical order. So yeah, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. The first page here have A to D. But according to the, the page before that, before I click into that, it says... 812 pages contains it's a policy you mean just individual individual like if you click on each yeah, game if you, it, if you or if you or maybe it is maybe it is games or maybe i was thinking it could be games yeah because because yeah, it's most likely if, games what That's what year you won 2010 2010 yeah 2010 is like five pages yeah i see what you're saying the following of 200 pages are in this category out of approximately uh, 812 pages so i think I think like if you look on that the first page where it's zero to nine to um B. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like two hundred games. It's just they mean so each game each individual game is yeah linked to the individual page. That's what they meant. I thought they meant yeah. Uh, eight hundred and twelve pages of games to you know, with the links. But still, to the... if you think about it, eight hundred and twelve games in one year and then you looking through that to to refresh your yeah, memory on I didn't even you know, <laughs> I didn't even go through it. I was like, you know what? I'll just Think of a game that I remember playing during the time because I know the time. The time is basically when I was from when I was in the military to now. It's it's just for me. It's like it, looking back at it, Skyrim was only ten years ago. It sometimes it feel like it was fifteen years ago, and then sometimes it feel like it was yesterday. So I had to make sure. And then yeah, remember Skyrim because like, Skyrim that was like one older than one of the first ones, but. When I came back from a first deployment, that was like one of the first games that I got. I remember that Battlefield Three. And like, was I, I thought, 
Last of Us was older than Skyrim, but nope, Skyrim older than Last of Us. I remember Last of Us because I was when I was out the military and I was in school. It was the first time I heard of it, and I didn't even get it until like two years later. I didn't get Last of Us till PS4, so I I, yeah, I was I didn't get it a little off on the year. And then Eleanor, I thought that came out before Skyrim yeah, too. It's like I was wait, Eleanor didn't? Yeah, it did. I was no, Eleanor came out. You see me at Skyrim. Well, yeah, Skyrim came out. 2011. That's strange. I feel no. like I played Eleanor before I went to the military. Eleanor and Skyrim and Battlefield 3 came out the same year. 2011? It must have been one time that I came home and I played it. And then... Oh, I think I borrowed it from Jaren. That's probably where it was. Yeah, but that Battlefield 3 and Skyrim came out the same year. Like, thinking back at this, like, I remember playing a shit ton of Skyrim, but I don't think, I didn't get Battlefield 3 the year it came out. I definitely get Battlefield 3 a bit late, because I think all, pretty much yeah. all the DLC was out. I, was, I had that joint from day one, and I played that joint for a good two, three years, yeah. You know what it is? 2011, I didn't have... I didn't have a PS3 or Xbox 360. I was just playing on PC. So all the games that came on console only, like Eleanor's console only. I didn't really... Well, maybe at the time it was, because I remember I got it for, the, for my laptop. Yeah, I think initially... Let me see. I'm sure initially yeah. Eleanor came out. Yeah, might have released on console only. But I remember because I, I, I downloaded from... I buy it... And, and sort on my laptop and not to register with my Rockstar ID or whatever. Nope, actually, no, it came on PC as well. So maybe. Yeah, it came on PC as well. No, it came on PC. Yeah, it came for PC in 2017. 2017? Yeah, Eleanor was released on May 2011 for PS3 and Xbox 360 in May. Actually, no, it came out in November for PC. November that year for PC. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, man, I had yeah, that. Yeah. I, I had it on my computer. And November 2017 for Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. I was going to say, 2017, but... none of my computers had a disk drive, so. <laughs> I don't know how I could install that. I had a CD, it's still in Georgia. Yeah, like initially, I missed, this. like, I missed freaking Bloodborne. I missed. Oh, when I was making my list, I missed like I missed Blood, I missed Last of Us, I missed freaking um For me it'll be easy because it'll be it'll be based off the games basically. I just try to yeah, go through it's, yeah, it'll be mostly PS4 games for me. And then because when I had 360, I didn't have that many 360 games. I was mainly playing Bad Company, then Battlefield 3. Gears of War, Tales, like Tales of Vesperia, which is not from this decade, I think that's 2007 or something, or maybe 2008, and then, well, so I had, um, on the Xbox, damn, I didn't really, I had the Final Fantasy game, which was trash, I had FIFA, I had Dragon Age, and I had Fight Night on Borderlands, I don't think I get Borderlands 2, did I? No, I did. And I didn't really play that one that much. So only when my friends were over, I played that. 
Yeah, my, my Xbox 360 list was small. The amount of games I had was small. Once I left military, I think I got Diablo 3. And then, basically, next year... I should have make my list. <laughs> got the PlayStation 4, like 2014. So, after that, it was just full PS4 games. And then, like, also when I was making... Because at first, I was just... Just making a list of notable games for me. Games that, like, if I was making a... Not top 10, because... I, I kind of already have my top 10... Top 10 games of the decade set in stone. But, well, not really. Probably, like, one or two could switch around. But I just try to make notable games from the last decade that could make it to, like, a top 50. Out of the thousands... I came out, or maybe top 25, and, um, like, I was looking at it, it's, it's just some, some games that I played and really loved, or, or liked, but, I, I guess you remember, it was, it wasn't that long ago, like, Bravely Default, on the 3DS, 20, 2012, I guess, 20, yeah, 20, Bravely Default, 2012, same year as Borderlands 2. Like, I, I remember playing both of them. I don't remember playing them the same year. <laughs> and Sleeping Dogs came out that same year. Like, yeah, I remember playing Sleeping Dogs, but oh, yeah. I was playing Borderlands 2. Because I got Borderlands 2 when it came out. Because I was, I I was a Dogs huge late. Borderlands fan. Uh, but yeah, just like, just like looking through the list of the, the oldest games for me that could make the... Top ah, it'll be like Civ Civ Five, okay. Fall of the Vegas, Mass Effect Two, Red Dead Redemption, and Xenoblade Chronicles. It's like those are the games that came in twenty ten. Uh, now seeing that they even have Red Dead Red Dead Redemption on my list, because that Red Dead Redemption probably was uh, between. I took I took I took LA North my list. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption is probably the second best Rockstar game I played next to San Andreas. Uh, San Andreas was pretty good. I like GTA San Andreas came GTA out in the beginning. <coughs> for the GTA Online was it was okay. I mean, I like GTA Five, but for me, the top three Rockstar games would be San Andreas, Eleanor, and. Red Dead Redemption, not not two, the first one. When I was on 360 PS3. I played Red Dead, never beat it, didn't get, I don't think I got too far. But I think I that was like one of the first games I ever sat through and beat the whole thing. When I get to the end, it's like, damn, this is kind of sad. And I was like, I don't want to play this game no more. Because, <laughs> yeah, there was, and it was okay. kind of sad. And then, I don't know what... Why they can just go with a new story like, hey, let's go back in the past for Red Dead Redemption 2. And people like it, but just... The I game... think the problem with Red Dead Redemption 2 is basically the problem with a lot of open world games these days is they just they keep trying to expand the world, make the world bigger, make the world bigger, and then give it things to do within the world, but they're kind of pointless on this. Yeah, all right. You think of like Skyrim, 
and you know the Elder Scrolls games and the big big rules. But that's like intrinsically, that's like the type of game that is. It's just you're basically just an adventurer. You're going, you're exploring caves, you know, finding new like towns and stuff. Yeah, that that works in Skyrim because the type of game it is. But then you have Red Dead Redemption. It has like a a, a point like a genre like a point is a western and you have a whole story and that's basically the whole point of that game's the story but then take away from the story there's other things you can do outside those games are set up the same way because they have all these cutscenes and stuff skyrim and them they don't really have cut they don't have any cutscenes everything's all within the game you know so just the biggest don't... problem the biggest difference for me between skyrim fallout and all these games, like if you look at Skyrim's complete map, the map, a complete map for Skyrim with all the locations uncovered, is cluttered with yeah. locations. Cluttered with locations, and I'm not saying it's in a bad way. It's a good thing because it 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 helps the world feel like a freaking world. When you look at the Red Dead Redemption map or any other big game open world map, it's very bare. Yeah, so no. all that space in between is just like. What 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 am I what am I doing in in between here? I was like, oh, you have to go hunting. That's pretty much the only thing I really do in Red Dead Redemption too. Just go hunting. <laughs> and that's what I mean by intrinsically, because like for for Skyrim, for the Elder Scrolls games, I mean that's yeah, have all those locations and stuff. But that's really what the game is. You're just you're just an adventurer. When you have Red Dead Redemption, you're not just an adventurer. So when you when you go to do stuff like hunting and whatever else you have to do in between when you're doing your missions, that's just something extra. That really is not really part of the game, you know. In Skyrim, I stopped doing the story and I start doing side side quests or just start exploring and stuff. What I do, and I still playing the same game because I still get finding loot, which you want and you need. You know, so you're swapping up your gear. That's just that's all part of the game. Red Dead Redemption, I stopped doing main mission, I go hunting. Do you need to hunt in that game? I don't well, think I mean, you, you, you kind of need to maybe su- at certain supply your civilization, your, 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 little, your little township of people with food and money. So you just have to do stuff to get food and money. Well, like, at, but... All right, but how often do you have to, do you have to, like, is it, you probably like sections where, you, okay, you have to do, you have to go and hunt, you know, but. Again, even in Skyrim, you don't have to go and explore. You could if you want to, and you don't need to. But if you did, it's the same gameplay. That's what I'm saying. It's not like you're going in Skyrim and you're going into like a forest and suddenly you're chopping wood. You know, you could. But the thing with you could role play like that at like certain locations in Skyrim. Like if you go to the the mills and stuff, you could you could get your character going. It doesn't do anything, but you could get your character going. It. I don't know. To me, it's just like. Yeah, the, difference be- the difference between Skyrim and a lot of, well, like I said, but the Elder Scrolls and Fallout games and a lot of other games is once once you start the game, there's literally just like one or two quests you have to do, where you have total. After that, you have pretty much total freedom of where you go, when you go, and how you mm-hmm. get there. In other games like Red Dead Redemption, if if you start going exploring way off the course of this main story there's nothing to do 
but the basic stuff like hunting and like those challenges like rare, see, and that, kill and rare monsters because you know, there's no there's very few randomly generated side quests there's no there's very few side quests that just pop up because <laughs> you're in the area it's, it's like you're always relying on always relying on the main story to push the the other content around it to keep going so it's not so you always have to be pushing the main story to be pushing out more stuff to do that isn't part of the main story where skyrim's like you're not doing the main story well you have the mage guild you have the thieves guild you have the companions you have the yep. hunting vampires and that's <laughs> what, but what i mean what i mean though is like even when you're doing all this things that's not part of the main story in skyrim the gameplay just like it's always the same because like if you're, if you're taking like a ubisoft open world game you know yeah let's use this use ghost recon for example Ghost Recon's supposed to be a military shooter and then you decide you're not doing the story what what is there to do i gameplay is kind of still the same but you know it's just like you're running around shooting people with no with no purpose skyrim and i run around with no purpose it's still kind of a purpose because i'm still getting loot you know still getting oh find a cool weapon or find some cool armor or find a cool note that's had some cool side quests but in the end that gameplay didn't change you know yeah. Recon, all right you had a, you had a purpose at one point then suddenly you had no purpose or some other game you know you, you stopped doing the main mission oh guess what you could swim or you could fish you could okay but it isn't you you can do it but what's the purpose of doing it yeah a lot of times you don't really get anything for doing those extra things or what you get is not you know i mean it really has no no purpose no i don't know kind of yeah. kind of weird to describe they're just they're just, yeah, not they're just different there. between like elder school of follow games versus other open world games and, and ubisoft <sighs> the open with, world the games because that knows how to this is not to tell story without just straight up telling a story they could tell a story with the world other games the worlds yeah that's the i don't think don't have, the, two... the worlds don't have any stories it's just a world yeah the, so the other games is like a scripted story it's so it's so scripted like all right you have to get from here to there here to there in skyrim and the other elder scrolls and follow games is it's like all right i can start this this quest do it stop go to the side quest do it stop but no matter what i could go anywhere at any time i i choose these are the games like you said even if i went to the other side of the map there'll be nothing to do there until my story in that area you know then suddenly yeah. open up stuff and that's another thing with like ubisoft games especially the open world is but that whole stupid unlock the map kind of a thing with the towers they used to do it assassin's creed games i don't know they, they probably still kind of do it but that was like all right so even if your world kind of open your world still kind of closed or linear it still had that linear feel to it in an open world game because it's like oh you can't go past here because you didn't reach that part of the story and when you reach that part of the story you can't really do anything here until you unlock like you gotta find the tower unlock the map or something like that you know and then certain things just open up for you and that's kind of like kill like it's just like adding things to do in the open world game but it doesn't really add any value 
to it, in my opinion. Some people like doing those random things and hunting trophies and achievements and stuff or platinum game. So just do every random thing that you have to do in the game. I don't find that fun. Like just doing random things. Like should have a purpose, should have a meaning to it. Skyrim, you're role playing. Or running around some banners attack me, that's cool. Other games that stuff like that don't really happen. Yeah, it's it's too other games, other open world games too structured. Yeah, so they, 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 they lack the world, openness. The world open, but what you could do in it, you know, still too structured. So it still it still have a linear feel to it. This is the flow. Like this is the fl- you have to go from here to here to here to here. Skyrim, I could just completely forget about everything. I turn the game on, do the first mission, whatever. Once that done, that's it. Now I make my own story. Basically, who cares what the main story is? I didn't even beat. I doubt. Good. Like I didn't even beat Morrowind for years <laughs> after I started playing it, and then I never beat Oblivion because you know. And then Skyrim, I only beat Skyrim like a year ago, two years maybe. I see. I try to yeah. beat Skyrim now. Yeah, I beat Skyrim like a year ago. And the thing is, the crazy thing about it is not even that many main story missions no, like, in those games. It's like ten. It's like fifteen chapters. Yeah, it'd be like yeah, 10, 15 10, chapters. 10 to 15. But if you play straight through it, you could probably do it in one day, a couple hours. So no, I was, I was, I was going to see how many, because I was always stop, I was always stop right before you have to go to the, to the party. So I was looking to see how far into the main story I do, and I, I, I believe the. It said is this I'm pretty sure it's fifteen fifteen chapters and that one is like um chapter four or five. So it's like yeah, it's not it's not too much but I mean of course it's because it's, it's only like um ten or eleven more doesn't mean they they all take the same amount of time to do one I'm pretty sure it's like if you just do the main story, depending on your character level, it'll take you anywhere between fifteen to thirty hours or twenty two to thirty hours. Depending on your character's level. That long? Be, sure. I felt like I beat it in the in the first step. But I say, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the story. I just gonna do main story. I felt like I beat it in that same day. But yeah, so it depends on the difficulty you play. No, and your and character, because I know high difficulties. Because uh, just regular, regular difficulty. And it's probably one of my higher level characters. I don't remember. I think it was one of my. I think yeah, it was my I say the high, the high level character the easier because you'll just be. I just will just be lower than you. I run through all the monsters. But I feel like if it's to make a new character and you try and do it fast, you'll have to... Some fights will take a little bit longer because shit will be higher level than you. But that is why, for me, Skyrim, hands down, top game of last decade. Number one game. As, uh, even though it's not more... It's not most fit... It, well... It's not my most favorite game in terms of game I love the most, but in terms of games that come in the last ten years, I I have to say is is the best one I've played. You know, even though as much as I love Monster Hunter and and Borderlands oh, Three, I don't know if it's the best one I played. I put definitely put a lot of hours in it, but and and everybody seems to love it because this this one get like four ports already. 
Like I I go in based off of how like how much how much time I put it. Uh, all right, let's put it this way: Skyrim came out in twenty eleven, and twenty twenty. I'm still playing it. I'm looking. If I look through this whole list of all these games, I'm from it in a while, bro. I didn't play. I think I, I think last year. Yeah, when I I think last year I beat. <laughs> if it wasn't last year. It was twenty eighteen. I decided to beat the story, but I haven't really played it since then. But at I, any I point, though, because that's what the, those are like some games that I was never get bored of. So it's like at any point you could just be like you turn it back on and find something to do in there, especially with the with the mods that you can get now. We play ability of those games, so yeah. So actually, yeah, it probably is one of the best games. Well, it probably is the best game in the last decade because we play ability on those type of games. Yeah, the ability on Skyrim is 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 like yeah, the game. It's infinite. The game I would say have as near as much replayability for me is Fallout Four, but I I but yeah, Skyrim. I, I, yeah, the Skyrim like Fallout. Elder Scrolls and Fallout are put in the same categories. The same to me, same type of games. But yeah, for me, like, it, I mean, if if I wasn't thinking about it, I probably would put Skyrim like second or third. But thinking about it, it's like I have to play it first. And then for number two, it has to be Monster Hunter World because that's probably the game I put the second most time in, even Monster though it only came yeah. out Monster in twenty eighteen. Yeah. I'm already at sixteen hundred hours in Monster Hunter World. I mean, I probably have no. The one of the Wii. The Wii U, I have more hours on. I think it was like twenty-two thousand dollars. But I'm being real with myself. Monster Hunter World's way better Don't than all the other Monster Hunters I played since PS2. <laughs> a legit port of Monster Hunter on a console since the original. I mean, yeah, I like the Wii U version, but the Wii U version is like that. It was just old. <laughs> the, the the feel like if I played. Monsanto World, and then I went on to play one of the older Monsantos, I'd have been like, yo, those old Monsanto games are trash. So anybody who don't really like World and they claim and they like the other ones, I don't know what they like, wait. How? It's a hipsterism. It's, it's hipsterism. Because... The way I see it. I mean, I, I, I love the older ones still. You know, I would yeah, the still be even call... But is, 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 he, is, he, is he think the fact is Monsanto World is that and then some with all the with all the quality of life changes that that we want. For me, it's or like that, once you play Monsanto World, you, you can't go back. You can't That's go just back to, it's like it's like I don't want to go back to what we had before. I want to go back to loading. Yeah. Loading all the time, loading, loading, loading. Nah. And then from a for third and fourth place, it was a little toss up. It was is, but I'll just keep them both. Third, third slash foot is Battlefield 3 and Breath of the Wild. Battlefield 3 is probably... Actually, I'm going to put Breath of the Wild top first place for me because as Legend of Zelda is my all-time favorite series, man. I don't know why. I'm since Link's... A Link to the Past. No, Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. Actually, I'll Link to the Past for, first probably because that's the first one to play before I get the Game Boy. And ever since then, I've loved Legend of Zelda games. So, Breath of the Wild will be at the top. Because Skyward Sword, even though I didn't beat that one, I played it. Came all the way to the end. Skyward Sword, that was like a Wii U game. Ooh, Twilight Princess as well, actually. 
Yeah, she was like, so I was looking through lists, it's like, Sony used Legends of the Games, but a lot of them were like, HD remakes, so I was like, I, just, I try not to have any remakes or remasters on my list. I said, that would be freaking, it's like, oh, pff, I fancy it. <laughs> only thank you, but yeah, I think Skyward Sword might have been. 2011. Yeah, this second. I was like, yeah, 2011. So. And I like that game. The only thing is, I didn't like the whole like Wii U gimmick thing that they had to do. It was cool, but I just wanted to play a Legend of Zelda. It was just the reason I didn't beat it. If I had more space, I would put um, I can't remember which one it was, but the Monster that was on the Wii U on the list, just because yeah, or... I actually liked, actually liked the freaking having a lot of information that usually would be on your screen on the little. Yeah, Wii U controller, cool. that like I really like that. That was one thing I actually like. That's so it was like you know what? Just stop putting on 3D. Just put on the goddamn Wii U. You have you have a good system, but I understood that Japanese players like to play on the go, so it made more sense financially for them to just keep making games for 3DS. Because no matter no matter how shitty the game looks, they're going to be playing it because they all play on the go. Because the way technology you can win, there's a lot of there's some tablets that are meant for like mobile gaming. And there's a lot of mobile games out there like PUBG and Fortnite and stuff that is is the same games out on the console, you know, just for like a tablet or or your phone or something. So what I think that these is, I think in certain games at least should consider making, uh, you know, like a mobile port or at least a, a mobile companion app kind of a thing. You know, so like Monsanto, or... where you had the 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 menu and stuff on your Wii U controller, you can still have like a companion app where you put your tablet up, you know, put your dock your tablet right there, and then you can still have all that information because you're connected to the, to the game and the system. Your Battlefield has like a companion app. Battlefield Three, Battlefield Four had like the where you could have the map pulled up for the commander and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure they could do stuff like that. So you you have your console and then you whatever tablet or iPad or whatever you have could also just connect and get more information. Might you might see some stuff like that in the next next gen. Yeah, so three, the way I have written down three was Battlefield Wild, four is Battlefield three. It's probably the best multiplayer game in the last decade. I, hands down, I can't even. Yeah, has long best Battlefield games. Not much to be said about Battlefield Three. Everyone knows. If you don't, if you don't like Battlefield Three, you're wrong. And then number five is Red Dead Redemption, the first one, because again, that's probably one of the first games that I felt the need to beat from start to end. I don't really, I don't really play story games to beat them. I don't. That's just not me. I don't. I don't look to beat games. But I felt the need to beat it. Love the story. Was a, was a little sad at the end and put the game down forever. <laughs> and then number six. I was ready to be any game to be honest. Except for Legend mostly oh, Legend of Number Games. Fuck I'm sorry, this game had this had to come off my list. I'm sorry. I I gotta see we're doing it live. I gotta fix this list. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, y'all. I messed that's what they had in the teleprompter. Number five is not Red Dead Redemption. Number five which should be higher, but I'm going to leave it there. It's Horizon Zero Dawn. That That's a good game. right there is my story game of the decade. 
best story hell best story game i ever played period i, I played final fantasy 7 8 12 i played a lot of story games but for me best story rpg is horizon zero dawn best combat in a game that was in like um multiplayer horizon zero dawn Hands down. Shit, I'll put I'll put Horizon Zero Dawn as number three, but I'm I'm I'll tweak the list at the end. But Horizon Zero Dawn is the best game Sony's ever made. Period. Yeah. yeah. I need yeah. Beat, I need to beat Horizon, but then again, something about me I just don't beat games. <laughs> especially except for Legend of Zelda. Especially the way the world entails world is right now especially with with ai is such a it's just such a nice take on a post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic world most most games that will do that will usually be zombie based or just like fall out yeah empty barren cities and stuff it's like it, yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll just be the world but destroyed. Where Horizon was like, the world slowly coming back, nature taking back over the world, but you still have the remnants that caused the poke up the the, the that caused the, the civilization human civilization to end, still out there, running around. And ah yeah, beautiful game, beautiful game. So. One is Skyrim, two is Monster Hunter World, three, Horizon Zero Dawn, four Breath of the Wild, and five Battlefield. That's the top five. And then, six to ten, I'll just go through them fast, so I'll sit here all day, talk about all of them. Six to ten will be Red Dead Redemption, God of War that came out 2018, Fire Emblem, Three Houses, Dragon's Dogma, and Rainbow Six Siege. The second best multiplayer game to come out in the last decade. Because Socom decided to go fuck it up. I, can't, I, couldn't, I couldn't in good faith put Socom 3 on my, on my list because I didn't enjoy Socom 3 as much as other people did. I, didn't, I don't think you enjoyed it at all. Some of the maps was just too big, barren wastelands. I would use vehicles to go from A to B. But yeah. yeah, for sure. Only two. Only two multiplayer games. No, not multiplayer. Two PvP games made my list. Battlefield Three and Rainbow Six Siege. I, I don't think Bad Company was in this decade, but if it was, I think it was. Bad Company. If Bad Company Two was, that'll be up there. Like if I was making a list of PvP, or if I was making a list of the best Battlefield games that I've played. I would say BF3 would definitely be first, but I'll put Bad Company 2 as second, and I'll put Bad Battlefield 4 as third, and then Battlefield 2 as fifth. And then Battlefield, Battlefield V, right? I don't, call, I don't call it Battlefield 5. Battlefield V. No, no, Bad Company was 2008. Bad Company 2. No, Bad Company 2 was 2013, I believe. Bad yeah. Company 1 was yeah, 2008. Yeah, I'm talking about Bad Company 2, because it'll, it'll be, it'll be oh, Battlefield 2010. 3. A company two was twenty ten, so if you just make it. A company two will be the second place. 
because before Battlefield 3, that's what I was playing, and the destruction and stuff in that game was wild. And then Battlefield 3 came out, and the action was just because games were different. It was, they were a little bit different. Bad Company was a little bit slow paced, you know, hiding in well for me anyway, hiding in bushes or in a in a house and waiting as people run by, and again until a little firefight. And then Battlefield 3 came out, and it was just like everybody was just running around all the time doing something, you know. I just gave it a cool feel. To it. That's that, I think to me that's why Battlefield Three was so was so cool. It was just it was just it was hectic. It was handy. Battlefield Three was hectic. Yeah, it was just a it was just a battlefield. Like you're just hearing bullets flying all the time, people screaming, explosions going off, and it was like almost always moving, you know. And then mm. and then the best map in any PvP game <laughs> ever is that Damavan Peak. You know that 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 transition when you're playing Rush. When you had to go from the on top of the mountain and and basically dive down to the next area, it took me it took me a good like ten minutes <laughs> to realize like what I was supposed to do because I ran to the edge and I was like, "Yo, where everybody going?" I've seen those icons on the map, but I don't know how to get there. Looking for stairs down, looking for. <laughs> I was like, I can't. <laughs> then I came up and I saw somebody who had just respawn run and jumped down. I was like, "Wait, don't tell me!" I and I jumped off. I was like, "Yo, this game is freaking flames!" Son. That, I, I I did get some people to convert from Call of Duty to Battlefield Three. Most of, most of the people though they came after the to to Battlefield Four. You know after I talked about Battlefield Three and then and then Four came out. Yeah. Thing with Battlefield Three is, no matter where you were on the map, something was going on around you, not in front of you, around you. It's like there's just always something going on yeah. around you to make. You, you, you you always felt you never felt safe and the, it's like if you if you play with a headset man is is a as a different type of immersion you just get because like it just like you said you just never you don't really ever feel safe because you put your headset on you're hearing footsteps of teammates enemies you're hearing the tanks you know you're hearing the the bullets the explosions you're hearing people screaming and based off of how close or how far they are you know the the, the volume just be different so it's just you just feel like you're there man it was so cool yeah i'm not saying like, you didn't get that in bad company bad company you definitely got that too you know it's still i think in my opinion i can't remember now it's so so long ago but i think in my opinion bad company 2 had more destruction than 3 and 3 definitely had more than 4 4 i don't know it had a lot of walls that just wouldn't blow up bad company you felt like almost and then I could blow up, like almost the entire thing just just blow up, just like them wooden huts and stuff in the jungle, and things just get shredded from machine guns and, and stuff like. Explosions. I think Battlefield Four just focused too much on the scripted, evolution. yeah, the scripted destruction, which was cool. I think if they did that on a PS Five, where they could have, all right, you could have the scripted destruction without lowering frame rates, while also having the, just the regular destruction of the entire map. Yeah. That, that that would have worked but, but for me when i look at battlefield 4 the the maps i liked the most were of again the, the urban ones that were congested because mm -hmm. it, it created that same battlefield sense of of chaos everywhere around you it's like it, i hate open it, maps where the chaos is just dude sniping at people who have no cover yeah, the design the map design on 4 was was kind of lacking and a lot of the maps, because too many of the maps were just weird, open, 
like what 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 is that location? You know, there's just a weird open map. And then even like the map like the Hayden Resort, it's like what? It's like two buildings or three buildings on that map. And then yeah. and then um even the, the one with the dam. It's like two buildings on that map. <laughs> so it's like it's too it, everything was just way too open. You know? It's too open. Actually, like, especially too, with the... Some people like the maps up the, the all time favorites, Metro. Everybody loves Metro. And then when Battlefield Four came out, it was the locker. Because people like closer you know, they want more if you made more urban maps with a lot of buildings and people in and out and stuff, that's what the maps people go and flock to. You know, they, it's not that they want a smaller map. They don't want a smaller map. They just want the more action to be yeah. close, close. They don't want they don't quarters. want the KS to be snipers. Like if Real Battlefield Three had it, you had the, the in my opinion. Yeah, somebody might see it differently because they like something different. But in my opinion, Battlefield Three, you had you had space for snipers. But it wasn't. It wasn't like how Battlefield Four, some Battlefield Four maps were, where everybody feel like why need to snipe. Battlefield and then you had space for, you had space for tanks. You know, without it being so big, where the tanks just riding around in in open fields, hitting everybody who who trying to look for a little bit of cover. But then also you had all the close quarters, so you had you had enough space for tanks and snipers. But the game was also congested, so everybody was. In and around the same area, but without being on top of each other nonstop. Where as soon as you spawn, you look around, you you get killed. I mean, I'm playing team that match. I remember playing Recon and Battlefield Three. To me, I felt like because I used to hate people sniping Battlefield Three on my team. Because I felt to me, I felt like yo, there really wasn't any like unless you were really good at sniping, you shouldn't be sniping. Because what what people what people tend to do with snipers go off in some corner somewhere. And stay in that spot the entire time trying to snipe. And I felt like in Battlefield 3, the way the maps were built, when you go off in the corner like that, you can only see a small, tiny portion of the map. You know, so you're not really yeah. getting, uh, you're not really helping your team at all. That's why I used to hate snipers. Then Battlefield 4 came out, and the reason I hate the snipers is not that you couldn't see anybody. Well, one, most of the people sucked. And two, they still didn't help the team. They're sitting in one corner, one section of the map. Shooting, yeah, they had a, a greater view in Battlefield 4, which made it annoying because it's like a million snipers now. They still weren't helping the team, but yeah, for me, Battlefield 3 didn't really cater too much to snipers, like, you had to be good. It, I remember people going, like, on uh, damn, what's that Battlefield 2 map they brought back? I think it was no, Cog Island, um, something assault on. I can't remember. Carcand? Oh no, that back to Carcand is what it's called. I can't remember. One of them. Oh, Gulf of Oman. That 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 map. They had like the tall buildings that were under construction. Everybody used to drop yeah. their little yeah. respawn thing and, and mm-hmm. try to parachute into it. it. That was cool, but again, a lot of the buildings blocked your view from a lot of the map. So and that's where most of the snipers end up being on one of those levels on that building. So I felt like, yeah. If you weren't good sniping in Battlefield 3, you shouldn't be sniping at all. And I didn't really care. Like, I didn't. I hated snipers in Battlefield 3, but it was more for hating snipers on my team. I didn't really die to snipers that often. 
in Battlefield 3, but Battlefield 4 was just like everybody was sniping. Everybody had DMRs and sniper rifles off in the hills, and the map so flat and so open, it's like you could see almost the entire map, no matter where you are, as a sniper on the, in a corner, which made it annoying. Because you had like the few people in the center trying to do... <sighs> nah. I hate, I hate those type of map designs, you know? Oh, a tiny little focal point on a map that's huge and open. If you, I mean, have a huge map, but have a bunch of, of, of small focal points, you know? It's, you're mostly playing as, as a soldier on your foot. Yeah. So you shouldn't be running, running on foot through open fields and stuff. Which is why I like the community map when it came out, because that was a jungle. You had a whole bunch of trees and stuff. You know, it's a little bit different than urban, but almost the same kind of guerrilla warfare field you got. Like in urban maps, with buildings where you could actually run in and out and up and down and stuff like that. Yes, you have to. You, you kill somebody around this corner, run inside this building, go up these stairs. Different. The other maps are just wide open. Kill somebody behind this rock, and then I run sprint or hop in some open vehicle to get from this point to like somewhere where there's actual action who knows what? hopefully i hope uh, i hope if they make another battlefield which obviously there will be that is closer to bad company and battlefield 3 than this trend of old school wars like get Go over back it. to your roots get over it yeah how many like a million World War Two movies and games and Vietnam movies and games and World War One like we done that's done. We don't we don't want that anymore. We've you've, you've done it so much that it's played out. Something about bad because bad company too. It's not like even a lot of maps in in cities and stuff, but it still still had a good feel to it. There was like there were some jungle maps. It was like I remember like a snowy village map. Which one of the maps on BFV kind of reminds you of one of those maps on Bad Company too. But yeah, just get back to just stick to modern. There's a lot of stuff they could do with modern. Like I, I think of SOCOM. It was it was different, you know. Half of the freaking countries you, yeah, yeah. you, you play in and so come, I never even heard of until I p- played the game. Yeah, I was hate to think of so come because it's just like you just want what could have what could have been because like it's such a again when I was making when I was making the list, it's just there's not that many m- multiplayer games, PvP like two PvP games on well no three. If you include if you include Smash Brothers Ultimate, like three PvP games on my list. <laughs> this this well not all my all my, not in my top ten, but the list of the games that were memorable for me for the last decade that could make the top fifty. Three three PvP games: Siege, Battlefield Three, and Smash Brothers. Like it's just a void of good PvP games. Like. All, a lot of PvP games that come out, they... Just be good for a, a month. It's called a month. It's because they're, they're, they're new. But they're not, they're not so different, you know? And they're not... 
Yeah, that's so well made. So it's like the a new PvP PvP game come out, you try it, new it different, and then it's like, eh, I'll just go back to what like Overwatch. Like, you I, yeah, Westwood. I like I like Overwatch, but it's like the, maybe maybe it's just the community rule of Watch Free, yeah, but Watch Free gonna make my top fifty. Mostly. Apex, Apex, is, eh, I really I don't really care for battle royale games, but Apex will suck. I like it actually. I, feel... I, I like Apex. Apex, in terms of like battle royale, well, I only really play two battle royale games: Fortnite and Apex. And I think, in my opinion, Apex more fun than Fortnite. I don't know. If you like the building, I guess Fortnite's more for you, but I didn't hate the building or anything in Fortnite, but I just found I just found the Apex gunplay to be better than Fortnite. And then Battlefield 4, yeah, I get Battlefield 4 like Apex again. Like, yeah, it's a fun game, but it's like will it make my top my top list? Like probably not. Wait, if I was making like I said, if I was making just a PvP, Duty? if I was just making a PvP Top PvP, yeah. But see, this thing, like, for me, like, I, making a top PvP game in the last decade list for me is, like, it's pointless because mm, there's be, not that many. I'll just be of, of all time, yeah, because I don't even, of all time, I don't even think I have a top 10 for all time. Like, mm. I guess I probably could play, like, 10 different PvP. If, shit, if I do it for all time, I'll have, like, um, like three Smash Brothers on there. I'll have Mario Party on there. I'll have um, um, Golden Eye Double Seven on there. Uh, what what else I'll have on it? Oh yeah, I wasn't even thinking way back to those um, times. But actually, yeah, definitely put like Golden Eye on there. I'll put. Oh, I'll even put the Donkey Kong sixty four on there because that was kind of fun. Split Mario action. Mario Kart will be on there, like. Yeah, if, if 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 I'm thinking about it, half of the list, if I'm making a top PvP games of all time, half this will probably be Nintendo. Most and of... and that's the funny thing, like you don't equate Nintendo with PvP, but Nintendo's make games that fun. Just straight out, it doesn't matter what kind of game it is. Nintendo games are just fun. I mean, I don't Mario know. I don't know, but as most of mine will be probably not in this decade. But I did have. I probably could make ten, you know, because I I love Socom, I love Rainbow Six Three, I love Ghost Recon Original, Ghost Recon Two, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter, Fighter, and that's just for me. Those are the PvP games I played, and nothing. They're all great, but it probably it probably only comes up to about twenty different ones. You know, I put Starcraft on there. I'll put. Ah, I would say Rise of Nations, but I didn't really play that one online that often. Um, what, what else would I put on there? Diablo. Well, Diablo didn't really PvP. It had a PvP aspect to Diablo yeah, 2. Yeah, I wouldn't even consider it. It's like it's an afterthought. Yeah, so not really. There's so many games. I wouldn't. Not really PvP. Uh, so what, would, would you count MMOs? Like World of Warcraft? Yeah, I mean. And. I mean, yeah, because I mean. Cause, I mean yeah, they had again, like, PvP servers, so. I would call I'll count I'll call MMOs because in a sense they were both co-op and PvP. They were they were yeah, if most of them PvP server, yeah. So but if I put MMOs on the list, I'll just put I'll put Shadowbane. Uh, World of Warcraft. Ooh, Shadowbane and I like World of World of Warcraft PvP in the beginning. And then Shadowbane, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> but Warhammer, even though that thing only lasts like three months. 
I don't know. The PPO in that game was, was on point to me in Warhammer. Like, if I make it a top five all-time PP games, number one, Socom. Number two, Battlefield 3. Number three would be Smash. Yeah, yeah Socom 2, Battlefield 3. Number three, Smash. Smash number Ultimate. four. Uh, see, uh, like... Uh, uh, the people want to put Mario Kart on your list, but it's like, uh, even though it's a PvP game, you don't even feel like your your, your yeah. person's too, too too fun. You know, it's yes. like yeah, you're, you're too happy. Yeah, you're, you're too happy. We win or lose, unless you're super 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 competitive. Because I don't think I ever get angry losing in a Mario yeah. Kart game. It's just so it's just so much hectic fun. Yeah, in a recent game. So it's like, so so come. Um, Battlefield 3, Rainbow Six Siege, and uh, Shadow Bane. That's four right there. I don't know, no order. That's four. Number five. I would, if I see, I'll probably say World of Warcraft Classic. Not, not the remake classic, but yeah, the classic World before of it, the first year, maybe. Before, before Instance PvP come out. Anything before Instance PvP, I'll put down top five PvP games. Trying to think of what uh, I mean, I'll fill up the uh, MMO with the PvP, and as fun as they were, it's like they're not. I don't have memorable moments in them that would I would like I did in Shadow Bane and World of Warcraft. Like I had fun playing PvP, but yeah, like PvP is a I don't say a dying art. It's just an art that hasn't been. Consistently perfected of it, cause not perfected because it's too too often when all this think about when you're making games, especially these days, is how much money you can make off of the game instead of this. Hey, let's make a good game that people might actually like. You know, it's like back back in the day, on Sega, Super Nintendo, and stuff like that. People who were making these games were artists. You know, it's an art. They wanted to, you know, leave a leave a legacy, like uh, to make something good, make something good, move on to the next thing. That's that's what the industry was. Now everything is about money in this world. So now it's like, yo, you have artistic ability, but I don't want you to create art. I don't want I don't want art from you. What I want from you is to build me something that will make me money. You know. I think, think about it, like think about think, think of any famous artist really. Yeah, somebody might commission them to 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 do something for them, and then just leave them to do it. That's what they'll do. They're, they're not going to just like, hey, Leonardo da Vinci, I want you to make this painting for me, and then come and tell him, no, I don't like that. Do this. No, I don't like that. Do it. Then why you commission him? You could get any artist to do exactly what you want. If to you do. had a vision, then you might you do it. <laughs> You commissioned him for a reason because you know that he's good at what he does. So you give him an idea, give him, you know, tell him, do something, and then let him do it the way he would do it. Otherwise, why you? Why, so that's the problem. Too much. Too now. Games is just all about money. So, all right, let's just take this title, this name, this that people know and already love, Dragon Age, Mass Effect, and then let's try to make money off of it. You know, or you heard of a pic? You heard of Picasso? Yeah, yeah. This is a Picasso-esque painting. Is that the same? And obviously, you did it just for money. Try to sell it off. I I think I would put 
Gran Turismo, not Gran Turismo, Grand Theft Auto, Liberty City Stories on my PvP list. Just I, because I wouldn't put I wouldn't put five on the list because you freaking the pay to win aspect of it. I was gonna but say three. Liberty City Stories or the PSP. We saw so much fun playing nine yeah. in St. Francis in the cafeteria at lunch. Just pe- like just All mindless Liberty City Stories and and I think there was a Vice City Stories too. Both yeah, but I didn't. Both were, didn't care for Vice City. Oh, I don't like, care I for like, Vice City. I like Vice City Stories. The game I mean, itself was fun. Like in this. Vice Nowadays, City, I would, I'm pretty I sure I would like it, but back then I didn't care for the, the 70s vibe. But now I, will, I would definitely would like the 70s vibe as I got older. But I was going to say three because I was like my favorite Grand Theft Auto for a long time until, until San Andreas, which was San Andreas. You know, Vice City was the next one. So, yeah. I think it's like three and San Andreas didn't have like no PP aspect. Yeah, no, but so those, those like, would have been perfected. Those were my favorite Grand Theft Autos, but that's what, but yeah, Liberty City Stories for sure. We're getting on like I would say five, but PvP. five was a good like, game, but the way five is now is is for a different audience. Like GT Online, I can't really, I can't really picture no adults playing GT Online like that, like it caters to little kids now. Mm. Yeah, sure, GT is a more mature. The like adults genre, who's, who's make but... YouTube videos and stuff to milk. Oh yeah, for content uh, creators. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. But I mean, like me playing GT Online seriously every day. Uh, no, nah, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I never saw that happening. Played it for a while, and then it, again, it's all about money. So flooded with the you know, the the market, inflated as heck. You know, the, the price, the value of your money inflated. You can't even buy anything. You have to spend a fortune to get anything on GT, you know. But in game money if, or real, real life money. So. The way I look at GTA 5 online now is like art, uh, instead of life emulating art, art emulating life. Because if you think about it, like if you, if you just, just take Liberty City and compare it to New York City, you know. When we first came, when we first came to New York City, rent was this price, and G- when we first came to GTA Online, our apartment was this price, and then now, you know, rent is a higher price. By sit in Liberty C- and GTA Five Online, you know, rent is a much higher price. <laughs> everything, everything price went up, but the amount of money you make in through legal means by doing the, the um. The quests and, and stuff and missions stay the same. So your wages stay the same, but prices going up. You know, the only way to to basically stay relevant is to have deep pockets. So or and and if you look at if you look at um paying to win as having a rich daddy because it's a credit card, because come rich daddy is like, oh here, here's a million dollar loan. Go 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 get what the fuck you want in, in in the game. So now you run wrong with a loan from daddy and everybody else who don't have a rich daddy, a credit card to just throw money at a game. They're over here slugging away doing missions, hoping to not die to lose money. To just to just to get an apartment or just to get a car that they like. It's like, well, after you'll have to resort to stealing a a, a car and, and then having it basic and shit. My friend says it's, 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 a new, busy real life. there's a new heist in 
GTA 5 and I was asking, I was like, oh, shoot, you guys, I was like, how much money do you get from it? He's like, oh, you get like 3 million. I was like, 3 million? I was like, yo, you can't do anything with three. And then I said, how many people you're splitting that with? Like, you can't do anything with that. Four. The number four, so it was like 1.4. I was like, dude, you can't. I was like, three, but the, three, the price five. of everything, <laughs> freaking times times a hundred by from when the game launched. And I usually during those heists, just always have something that's drop decrease. Yeah, some, some yeah, kind of bonus decrease money yeah. over time. So, so it's like, bro, three million, like, uh, uh so just go ahead. I mean, even if it was three million each by the end, like average. Uh, <laughs> Even if you even if you individually got three million, that's not a lot of money in GTA Five now or GTA Online. It's not. Back in the day, that would have been oh yeah, you could probably buy two, three apartments, or buy a, uh, one of them fancy apartments and a couple cars. No, the price of them cars and stuff, and half of them armored and all kinds of like, come on, dude. It's it's so it's so weird now. GTA Online so weird. It's not even. It it started off as a a world close to reality and now <laughs> you know just flying cars there's, there's alien like beam guns and shit like it's it's weird yeah it's weird. They, they killed they killed it for me but and i know and i know probably what because it's still going probably in like a year or two they would be like oh guess what gta online classic server you know without all the <laughs> Crazy add-ons, yeah, the right. only crazy DLCs, just you know, maybe up to just the initial heist, you know. I don't think anybody would. I don't think anybody would even go to that shit because it'll still really be. Because they wouldn't. I thought they would tweak the prices, but yeah, screw them. Is there? Is their game? They, they have might fans, tweak the prices, but what they would do is we have to start a whole new character. You know, so it's like. Because in the beginning, the stuff felt like a grind with them prices and the amount, the amount of money you used to get from missions and stuff. All right, so just to, just to, just to read, read through my top 20 of the last decade, and I'll have, I have like five honorable mentions that it's just, it's just too many good games that I played and like. So, my top 10, not 20, top 10 the last decade. So, top 10 in. In a loose order, Skyrim, Monsanto World, Breath of the Wild, Battlefield 3, Horizon Zero Dawn, Red Dead Redemption, the first one, the second one, God of War, the one that came out in 2018, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Dragon's Dogma, and Rainbow Six Siege. That's the top 10. And then, honorable mentions that could make my list or take something off my list would be Last of Us, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Slay the Spire, Disco Elysium, and Darkest Dungeon. Those last three are indie games, but they were more, way more fun than a lot of AAA games by far that I've played ever. Shit, I have, a, I have like 10 indie games I could put on this list, but... I don't want I don't want Melissa to come off as like some pretentious hipsters like I only play I only play indie games. You've probably never heard of it before. You had to be you had to be a Kickstarter backer from day one to even hear of it. Well these is indie games are the better games. 
all these triple A studios are trash. Maybe you start a trend and being a triple A would just be like a negative <laughs> connotation. Because <laughs> you know? all these triple A's, all these triple A companies, all they think about is money. But they don't uh, think about making a good game first. So there's three, there's three indie games, and Cuphead could make that list too. Just not, not, not just to have an honorable Microsoft <laughs> mention on my list. Because even, even though I was, looking through, when I was looking through the whole list, there was not that much from Microsoft that I cared about. There was uh, two. Ori and the Blind Forest and Cuphead. And those both are from the indie, Microsoft Indie Studios. They're Everything now, else from them was... They're now trying to build up that repertoire, you know, with, with studios. It was like Stu and I were talking about last night. So like, we were, we were looking at the the Xbox One um, exclusives and like like um was that was that freaking police one I keep forgetting the freaking name of it that police one with like um um it's like Max some Payne. weird kind of no, no it's like no it's like a he's like some cyber like futuristic police black dude oh crackdown crackdown it's like yeah it's like when you look at all their exclusives it's like they did bad. And it's like, okay, the other exclusives, Metacritic scores in the 60s, maybe 70s. It's like, they, they did bad Gears of War and all them. Like, let's just be honest, it, they, didn't, they didn't live up to the expectation of, of a Xbox exclusive, especially when you look back at like Halo and Fable. And then it's like, they did bad in this generation. And now next year, you're pushing out this console that you, you're probably going to be seeing is the strongest of all consoles again. It's like, but why should I? come to you when I don't even know what games you're going to have. Yeah, you're going to have these games, but the ones before it were so bad. <laughs> like, am I really going to enjoy playing your games if, if your previous exclusives were just so bland? Um, was State of Decay 2. That game looks so cool. I was like, oh, this is looking cool. Like, I want to play this. And so it's Xbox. It's like, all right, let's see how it does. Buggy mess. It just pretty much went down the same path as Sea of Thieves. Like, Sea of Thieves came out. Sea of Thieves was basically the No Man's Sky for Xbox. <laughs> but, <clears throat> not to harp on, on any negativity. Three games, three indie games that I believe everybody should at least give a solid chance in playing. Not like, play for five minutes, like, oh, I don't sound this game, and, and just drop it. But three of the games that everybody should, should play. Slay the Spire. Especially if you like card games. Slay the Spire, definitely. Darkest Dungeon. And Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium, currently only on PC, but it's supposed to come out on PS4 and Xbox One this year. In my opinion, it could do perfect on Switch because the way the game is, but is a Discord of is a detective RPG. If you like Eleanor, it's not it's not close to Eleanor, but it's more I think it's more story driven, more dialogue choice driven than Eleanor. Eleanor was more like you over here holding something, tweak turn it around. Scribble some notes. Yeah, then there was but more the detective like, side of if, it. Even though at the end of each mission, there was a lot of 
<clears throat> like conversation choices and stuff like that. Like, like if you if you like conversation choices in RPGs and you like detective games, Disco Elysium, just 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 look up Disco Elysium and see how highly praised this game is, winning awards. Like, just step out of your comfort zone of playing AAA games. Stop buying FIFA every fucking year. Take out take take that money and buy three indie games instead of buying FIFA twenty twenty one when it comes out September this year. Yeah, you know, just take that take that sixty dollars and go buy three indie games for that price. And see how much fun you have with a game that doesn't focus on graphics and actually focuses on gameplay. Game that's that what I'm saying. Focus on <laughs> microtransactions. That's the problem. That's the problem with AAA graphics to sell it, and then microtransactions to, to you know, and the predatory tactics to, to make money from their players. You know, they don't even care anymore. It's not even art anymore. You know. It's kind of like, kind of like, kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like the freaking music industry, the hip or should I say hip hop? No, before it was like, all right, it was kind of like a skill, like an art, and now it's just anybody does it, and that's what gets called good these days. You know, trash these trash mainstream rappers is what people are seeing, or they're the coolest, the hottest, and then they're comparing them to, to, to greats like Tupac and Biggie. It's like yo, you put those two. In a competition, there's no, I mean, there's no contest. Like one person can rap, and one person can't. And like, if it, when you look at the one person's a rapper, the biggest, one person claiming to be a rapper. Look at the one of the biggest game awards for the year, which is it's called literally called the Game Awards 2019. But the 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 two games that stood out. Or the three games that stood out from the Game Awards 2019, the Scoliseum in the game, Dead Stranding, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Right now, the Scoliseum had won the most awards. It won four awards in the game. Won four awards. Dead Stranding was nominated for ten, but the Scoliseum won four awards, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice was Game of the Year, deservedly so. But the Scoliseum won Best Narrative, Best Indie Game. Best RPG and fresh indie game. Discolosium has like I, I I haven't played it myself. I I watch like ten different people play the game. <laughs> Cause and it's like I'm I'm just waiting for this game to come on PS4. I'm gonna buy it. even if it comes on Switch afterwards, I'll probably buy it again. Like I have what's that game that we played way back in the day? That freaking <laughs> that text game. You know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, Frederick Falls Gateway. Yes. Something about that that's just something about Discolosium just always make me fondly remember that game. Yeah, I and it's like game. it's like lately, especially on my Switch, I've been mostly been playing indie games, and it's just like yo, I'm 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 starting to feel like if if there isn't a a Battlefield three or SOCOM two. Rainbow Six Siege style game on PS5. Like, do I even care for getting PS Plus? <laughs> Next gen's like, you're paying for you're paying to play online, but then it's like, shit, it's just shit coming out. In terms of multiplayer games from all these AAA studios, yeah. and you just want, I just wonder like, when will that... indie studios dive into multiplayer games? Because uh, the the sad thing is because. 
the triple a studios only want to make multiplayer games because they can they see the potential for making money after the fact that they release the game but here's my thing it'll make sense like you're going to release a game you want to release games as a service but you want to release a new version of that same game the next year that's incompatible with everything from the game previously you know if it was if it was doing like like how overwatch 2 supposed supposedly is going to be where all this stuff from one still transfer over kind of a thing and you can still i guess play with the people from one but they just can't get into those they just don't have access to that new content okay that's not how these games doing it these dudes want to put out a game this year and say oh we're going to support it and maybe they support it for a year or two but at the same time they're already working on the next one so the next year or two years later it comes the next one but everything from the first from the other one not none of that has come over because they want to say it was a different game it's a different story nah because the the multiplayer aspect of it that's the same thing you didn't really change nothing yeah that's like there's no there's no good multiplayer games because all all these is all you could think about microtransactions all right and not even in just multiplayer games so they try to put microtransactions anywhere they finally EA finally put out a game with no microtransactions. The Star Wars game did I'm pretty sure it did pretty well. I like it. It's pretty it's a pretty solid game. You see what what could happen when you work on a on actually making something and not think about all right, before the game even created, you're thinking about how you can make money off of it, extra money. Yeah. I uh, it's like for me and is is uh, I don't know what the word what, uh, we're not thinking of right now, but when when you hear EA talk about how single player dead, I looking back I looking back at the last decade of games, I'm like, well shit, everything everything I like borrowed through games is single player. So what the fuck is you talking about? You know, it's like Okay, Battlefield 3, yay. Rainbow Six Siege and Smash. You know, if you story like um, Gran Turismo and uh, Mario Kart, like yeah, it's like probably like in ten years, there's probably like five, maybe six, really really great multiplayer games. Just because you're putting on multiplayer games doesn't mean they're, that's what pe- they're great games. People might play them because their friends are playing them, but like, how long are they playing them for? Turn over in these multiplayer games, just like. But they don't Ridiculous. care. The thing is, they don't care because, like, for Call of Duty, for FIFA, you know, people just keep buying them every year, every year, every year. Complain all they want. Complain as they might after. In fact, the fact is, you give them the money and then you complain. Don't do that. Like, get, get the game if you want the game. If not, don't get it. And then, as a matter of fact, if you play in a Call of Duty game and you say, oh, this Call of Duty game is good. And they put out the next one the next year. Well, if the one you have already is good, don't go get the next one. Get your friend and tell your friends to get the one you have. So they, yeah, they can save some money by buying an older, older game. And then actually, just keep playing that one until they see, until they're basically forced into the new ones. They, or they they want you to play the new one, so they're gonna shut down these servers. But if you keep doing that, they after a while just they'll buy the new one. After a while, they go. They will get the message like, "Yo, nobody buying our new games every single year." So maybe we ought to delay the release of the next one, you know? Because because people keep buying the older one instead of the newer one, 
but all that depends on depends on the players you know it's the same thing with voting what you get is basically what you vote for not voting is voting too not not buying a game is, is the same as you know if you're buying a shitty game every year and if you don't buy a shitty game you're, you're telling them something at the same time you're, you're speaking with your actions so yeah yeah 10 10 well more than 10 but last 10 years were good good years for single player games here's looking forward to i mean they're crazy at least 10 more years of single, good single player games and hopefully um and think about it like if i was if i was really trying to make a list i could probably make a list of of games i like and the, the list could probably be 30 40 50 games even that i like but when you think about just looking at that wikipedia page list the amount of games that came out per year and then you put together all that and you determine the games that you like <laughs> like the the percentage so tiny it's like so why and especially <clears> when you, you you'll notice a lot of the games coming up from the same publishers same developers every year one problem with the wikipedia list is just well two problems it also has cell phone games on the list Oh, those come. Yeah, unfortunately. And then, and yeah, it's yourself against on the list. And then also, it's like, there's, there's, a, there's a game for every person, basically, <laughs> at this point. Because anybody, anybody could make a game at, at, in, in this day and age. You could, anybody could be an indie developer. They have an idea, they could make a game. So, there's a game for every ass. But when you look at, like, 2010 the wiki page was like 812 games yeah and i made a i made a list of all the games that stood out to me from personal experience in the last 10 years and i think i'm somewhere around 56 maybe 60 games so if i have 60 games from 10 years but you know 20 2010 had 812 like that's not even it's not even a percent. <laughs> yeah, I was saying this percent is so tiny. You know. Hold on, let me, let me, let me make sure my math is 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 closer. I'll just I'll just round it up to sixty. Mm, you don't even matter. You don't, matter you don't even matter. It's like a one percent or two percent or five. That's just that's just it's so if, small. If, if somehow if somehow all those games, all sixty games, were from twenty ten, that would have been seven percent of the games. If it was from twenty ten. So let's just see. Let's just round it out to like, I'll say like say seven hundred games over the each year, for ten years, because it might have been more or less than the eight twelve. Let's say seven thousand games over ten years, and I liked sixty of them. That is a eight of a percent <laughs> of the games that I liked. Piece including that's including PC. PS3, PS4, Xbox, 360, Xbox One, um, 3DS, Wii, Wii U, Switch. That's. I mean, I guess you'll have to include cell phone because there are cell phone games on that list. But I don't play, I don't play mobile games. Don't, don't yeah. fuck with that noise. My phone has I think better uses. Of smartphone life, I tried to. You know, see, download some mobile games and see if I'd 
you know, just when when you're not home or something, it just went off on your phone. You know, even old cell phones had games like Snake and stuff. So, you know, it puts something on your phone to try to see if it was fun. But mobile mobile game developed the predatory tactics early on, which it it don't work on me. It's actually make the game like kills the game for me. So all the games early on, you know, where it's had these time walls or and or you could pay money to bypass the time delays and stuff that you have to wait to continue playing never it never worked on me it doesn't work for me like like soon as you tell me i have to pay to keep playing it's like uh, i'm gonna head out for the most fast since mobile gaming has been a thing i had a 3ds and not even not even the the xl i had a basic 3ds so it's like the 3ds wasn't big I carry that shit with me if I want to play a mobile game. <laughs> like, play Bravely Default on the go. Um, Shen, Shen Megami, and she. Uh, like, Final Fantasy. I could have played my advanced games, so I was playing a lot of Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced on my 3DS. Like, I had a 3DS, so I didn't really care for mobile games. I mean, I played a few of them because, like, um, Bethesda and, um, Bethesda and Nintendo put out mobile versions of games I like, like Fire Emblem and stuff. I tried them. I was like, nah. They're cool, but it's not for me. Yeah, mobile's a whole different ecosystem. You just set a... If you're ready, if you don't... If you're not into that type of thing, I don't think you would suddenly become into it, you know? It's... One is a turn-off for me, so it just doesn't work on me. But, yeah. So... Yeah, so that's, that's, that's my... That's my... It's a good spot. My take on the last decade, and looking forward to more single-player games, mostly indie games, and Let's hopefully see. some multiplayer games that are good. See what they do next, and see what if developers actually. Not even I don't even got blame developers. Said publishers. There's some developers to blame too, but maybe they take a stand. Maybe they get some workers' rights and decide, you know, to take back their art. Take take back their artwork, you know. It's like the businessman controlling the artist. The artist again, the ability to do what they want to do. Come, you know, a lot of them. You hear about games that get cancelled or games that just get put on, you know. Yeah, yeah, bomb. Put on a, put on a For me, that's the biggest cancel game of the biggest cancel game of this generation. Scale bomb. Yeah, people come pitch these ideas to these companies and say. Mm, We'll, we'll we'll look into it or yeah yeah let's start it and then later on like nah we, I don't think it's gonna make me money shelf it nah, my head there's too many you know and then the and then they fire or move that developer into a different role that designer into a different role on a different game they're not getting to they're not getting to express themselves they're not getting to make the games they want to make that's the thing you know how you go from dice battlefield Two bad company Battlefield Three, Battlefield Four to Dice Battlefield One, Battlefield V. I I don't know how you get there. It's because EA, the CEO, the art, New Age, Leonardo da Vinci makes some piece of artwork. Some businessman buy it. Some businessman commission him and then basically prevent him from making anything that he would make anymore. Just telling him what to make. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, uh, and that's why we can't get to Socom. 
unfortunately. That's why we can't get uh, Ahsoka because you had this David. I guess Sermant. You had David Sears who decided, oh, I want to make a Ahsoka success, successor, proof of concept, everything looking. Oh, whew, you're seeing it. It's like, oh, yeah, I could see, I feel in Ahsoka in it. And then suddenly you get, you get investors, you get backers, and now it's all bureaucracy. It's just all business. Oh, suddenly the game starts to look different. Everybody quit. <laughs> you have a whole different team now. You see what I mean? The artists come up with the idea. The businessman say, nah. Do it this way instead. Yeah, okay. so... Oh, well, here's... here's it's a good 2019. It's already going... I mean, 2019, 2020. Good 2020. It's already starting off good. Final yeah. Fantasy, um, Cyberpunk, so a few other games. But, uh... But, We'll see what happens with this World War Three, and <laughs> whether or not we'll be playing games in five or ten years. <laughs> yeah, it's a. All right. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll next week, you know, I'm nerd. Ooh, and I'm Trinity Key. And we're the beta testers, and you know, peace, not war. Save, save the fighting for, save the fighting for multiplayer games. All right.